Extinguishment of obligations. Obligations are extinguished by payment or performance by the loss of the thing due by the condemnation or remission of the debt, by the confusion or merger of the rights of creditor and debtor, by compensation and by innovation. Other causes of extinguishment of obligations such as annulment, rescission, fulfillment of uh, reasonable condition and prescription are governed as uh, in this code. Payment or performance. Payment means not only the delivery of money but also the performance in any any, uh, any manner of, on, of an obligation. A debt shall not be understood to have been paid unless the thing or service in which the obligation consists has been completely delivered or rendered as the case may be. If the obligation has been substantially performed in good faith, the obligor may recover as though there had been a strict and complete fulfillment less damages suffered by the obligee. When the obligee accepts the performance knowing its incompleteness or irregularity and without expressing any protest or objections, the obligation is deemed fully complied with. The creditor is not bound to accept payment or performance by third persons who has no interest in the fulfillment of the obligation unless there is a stipulation to the contrary. Whoever pays for another may demand from the debtor what he has paid except that if he paid without the knowledge or against the will of the debtor, he can recover only insofar as the payment has been beneficial to the debtor. Whoever pays on behalf of the debtor without the knowledge or against the will of the latter cannot compel the creditor to subrogate him in his rights as those arising from a mortgage, guarantee, or penalty. Payment made by a third person who does not intend to be reimbursed by the debtor is deemed to be a donation which requires the debtor's consent, but a payment is in any case valid as to the creditor who has accepted it. In obligations to give, Payment made by one who does not have the free disposal of the thing due and capacity to alienate it shall not be valid without prejudice to the provisions uh, under the title on natural obligations. Payments shall be made to the person in whose favor the obligation has been constituted or a successor in interest or any person authorized to receive it. Payment to a person who is incapacitated to administer his property shall be valid if he keeps the thing delivered or insofar as the payment has been beneficial to him. Payment made to a third person shall also be valid insofar as it has redounded to the benefit of the creditor. Such benefit to the creditor need not be proved in the following cases. If after the payment, the third person acquires the creditor's rights. If the creditor ratifies the payment to the third persons, if by the creditor's conduct the debtor has uh, led to believe that the third person had, had authority to receive the payment. Payment made in good faith to any person in possession of the credit shall release the debtor. Payment made to the creditor by the debtor after the latter has been judicially ordered to retain the debt shall not be valid. The debtor of a thing cannot compel the creditor to receive a different one, although the latter may be the, uh, of the same value as or more valuable than which is due. In obligations to do or not to do, an act or forbearance cannot be substituted by another act or forbearance against the obliges will. Dation and payment, whereby property is alienated to the creditor in satisfaction of the debt, in money shall be governed by the law of sales, 
when the obligation consists in the delivery of an indeterminate or generic thing whose quality and circumstances have not been stated, the creditor cannot demand a thing of superior quality. Neither can the debtor deliver a thing of inferior quality. The purpose of the obligations and other circumstances shall be taken into consideration. Unless it is otherwise stipulated, the extrajudicial expense required by the payment shall be for the account of the debtor. With regard to judicial costs, the rules of court shall govern. Unless there is an express stipulation to that effect that the creditor cannot be compelled partially to receive the prestations in which the obligations consist, neither may be or may the debtor be required to make partial payments. However, when the debt is in part liquidated and in part unliquidated, the creditor may demand and the debtor may effect the payment of the former without waiting for the liquidation of the latter. The payment of debts in money shall be made in the currency stipulated, and if it is not possible to deliver such currency, then in the currency which is legal tender in the Philippines. The delivery of promissory notes payable to order or bills of exchange or other mercantile documents shall produce the effect of payment only when they have been cast or when through the pay, uh, to the fault of the creditor they have been impaired. In the meantime, the action derived from the original obligation shall be held in abeyance. In case an extraordinary inflation or deflation of the currency stipulated should uh, supervene the value of the currency at the time of uh, the establishment of the obligation shall be the basis of payment unless there is an agreement to the contrary. Payment shall be made in the place designated in the obligation. There being no express stipulation, and if the undertaking is to deliver a determinative thing, the payments shall be made where, uh, wherever the thing might be at the moment the obligation was constituted. In any other case, the place of payment shall be the domicile of the debtor. If the debtor changes his domicile in bad faith or after he has incurred in delay, the additional expenses shall be borne by him. These provisions are without prejudice to venue under rules of court. Application of payments. He who has various debts of the same kind in favor of one and the same creditor may declare at the time of making the payment to which of them the same must be applied, unless the parties so stipulate or when the application of payment is made by the party for whose benefit the term has been constituted, application shall not be made as to the debt uh, which are not yet due. If the debtor accepts from the creditor a receipt in which an application of the payment is made, the former cannot complain of the same, unless there is a cause for invalidating the contract. If the debt produces interest, payment of the principal shall not be deemed to have been made until the interest have been covered. When the payment cannot be applied in accordance with the preceding rules or its application cannot be inferred from other circumstances, the debt which is most onerous to the debtor among those due shall be deemed to have been satisfied. If the debts due are of the same nature and burden, the payment shall be applied to all of them proportionately. Payment by Session The debtor uh, may seal or assign his property to his creditors in payment of his debts. This session, unless there is stipulation to the contrary, shall only release the debtor from uh, responsibility for the net proceeds of the thing assigned. The agreements switched on the effect of the session are made between the debtor and his creditors shall be governed by special laws. Now, what is payment by session? 
Payment by cession is another special form of payment. It is the assignment or abandonment of all the properties of the debtor for the benefit of his creditors in order that the latter may sell the same and apply the proceeds thereof to the satisfaction of their credits. What is then the effect of payment by cession? Unless there is a stipulation to the contrary, the assignment does not make the creditors the owners of the property of the debtor, and the debtor is released from his obligation only up to the net proceeds of the sale of the property assigned. What is the effect of payment by session? Requisites are there is plurality of debts, debtor must be partial or completely insolvent, there are at least two creditors, there is acceptance of the session or assignment by the creditors, and the property sold or uh, assigned must not exempt from execution. How uh, does yon in pago or addition different from payment by session? In does yon in pago addition, one creditor is enough, while in session there must be two or more creditors. In addition, not all properties of the debtor are to be given. In session, all of the debtor's properties are conveyed. In addition, there is no requirement of insolvency. In other words, payment of session, there are two or more creditors who are partially insolvent or the debtor is partially insolvent. Assignment must involve all the properties of the debtor and must be accepted by the creditors. Tender of Payment and Consignation if the creditor to whom tender of payment has been made refuses without just cause to accept it, the debtor shall be released from responsibility by the consignation of the thing or some due. Consignation alone shall not produce the same effect in the following cases. When the creditor is absent or unknown or does not appear at the place of payment, when he is incapacitated to receive the payment at the time it is due, when without just cause he refuses to give a receipt, when two or more persons claim the same right to collect, and when the title of the obligation has been lost. In order that the consignation of the tingyo may release the obligor, it must first be announced to the persons interested in the fulfillment of the obligation. The consignation shall be ineffectual if it is not made strictly in consonance with the provisions which regulate payment. Consignation shall be made by depositing the things due at the disposal of judicial authority before whom the tender of payment shall be proved in a proper case and the announcement of the consignation in other cases. The consignation having made, the interest par or interested parties shall also be notified therefore. The expenses of consignation when properly made shall be charged against the creditor. Once the consignation has been duly made, the debtor may ask the judge to order the cancellation of the obligation before the creditor has accepted the uh, consignation or before a judicial declaration that the consignation has been perfectly made, the debtor may withdraw the thing or the sum deposited, allowing the obligation to remain in force. If the consignation having been made, the creditor should authorize the debtor to withdraw the same he shall lose every preference which he may have over the thing. The co-debtors, guarantors, and sureties shall be released. Now, what is consignation payment? Consignation is the act of depositing the thing due with a court or judicial authorities whenever the creditor cannot accept or refuses to accept payment and generally requires a prior tender of payment. 
it is a deposit which a debtor makes uh, of the thing that he owes into the hands of a third person and under the authority of the court of justice. Consignation is distinguished from tender of payment. As to its effect, in consignation, it extinguishes the obligation when declared valid. While in tender of payment, the effect is it does not by itself extinguish the obligation. As to character, consignation is a judicial uh, for it requires the filing of complaint in court while tender of payment, it is extrajudicial. Loss of the thing due. An obligation which consists in the delivery of a determinate thing shall be extinguished if it should be lost or destroyed without the fault of the debtor and before he has incurred in delay. When by law or stipulation the obligate of Daigor is liable even for fortuitous events, the loss of the thing does not extinguish the obligation and it shall be responsible for damages. The same rule applies when the nature of the obligation requires the assumption of risks. In an obligation to deliver a generic thing, the loss or destruction of anything of the same kind does not extinguish the obligation. The court shall determine whether under the circumstances the partial loss of the ob object of the obligation is so important as to extinguish the obligations. Whenever the thing is lost in the possession of the debtor, it shall be presumed that the loss was due to his fault unless there is proof to the contrary and without prejudice to the provisions of uh, Article 1165. This presumption does not apply in cases of earthquake, flood, storm, or other natural calamity. The debtor in obligations to do shall also be released when the prestation becomes legally or physically impossible without the fault of the obligor. When the service has become so difficult as to be manifestly beyond the contemplation of the parties, the obligor may also be released therefrom in whole or in part. When the death of a thing certain and determinate proceeds from a criminal offense, the debtor shall not be exempted from the payment of its price, whatever may be the cause for the loss, unless the thing having been offered by him to the person who should receive it, the latter refused without justification to accept it. The obligation having been extinguished by the loss of the thing, the creditor shall have all the rights of action which the debtor may have against third persons by reason of the loss. Now, what is the effect if uh, what is lost is a generic thing? The loss of a generic thing, even without debtor's fault and before he has incurred delay, will not extinguish the obligation. It is based on the principle that a generic thing never perishes. On the other hand, the effect of loss of the thing without the fault of the debtor uh, is an obligation which consists in the delivery of a determinate thing shall be extinguished if it should be lost or destroyed without the fault of the debtor and before the, he has incurred in delay. And uh, when by law or stipulation the obligor is liable even for fortuitous events, the loss of the thing does not extinguish the obligation and shall be responsible for damages. The same rule applies when the nature of the obligation requires the assumption of risks. Now, loss of generic thing is governed under Article 1263, while loss of determinate thing is covered by Article 1262. Loss of generic thing. In an obligation to deliver a generic thing, the loss or destruction of anything of the same kind does not extinguish the obligation. The loss of a generic thing, even without debtor's fault and before he has incurred delay, will not extinguish the obligation. 
it is based on the principle that a generic thing never perishes genus nun quam perit. For example, the failure of the debtor to make payment even by reason of fortuitous event will not extinguish the obligation. This is because the obligation to pay money is a generic thing, thus it is not excused by fortuitous event. Now, Article 1262 states, An obligation which consists in the delivery of a determinate thing shall be extinguished if it should be lost or destroyed without the fault of the debtor and before he has incurred in delay. It thing is considered determinate when uh, it is particularly designated or physically segregated from all others of the same class. Article 1460, uh, 1460 it is determinate or specific if it is uh, uh, distinct from all others and can individually be classified as or determined. Condonation or Remission of the Debt Condonation or remission is essentially gratuitous and requires the acceptance by the obligor. It may be made expressly or impliedly. One and other kinds shall be subject to the rules which govern in officious donations. Express condonation shall furthermore comply with the forms of donations. The delivery of a private document evidencing a credit made voluntarily by the creditor to the debtor implies the renunciation of the action which the former had against the latter. If in order to nullify this waiver it should be claimed to be inofficious, the debtor in his ears may uphold it by proving that the delivery of the document was made in virtue of payment of the debt. Whenever the private document in which the debt appears is found in the possession of the debtor, it shall be presumed that the creditor delivered it voluntarily unless the contrary is proved. The renunciation of the principal debt shall extinguish the accessory obligations, but the waiver of the latter shall leave the former in force. It is presumed that the accessory obligations of pledge has been remitted when the thing pledged after its delivery to the creditor is found in the possession of the debtor or of a third person who owns the thing. Condonation or remission is essentially gratuitous and requires the acceptance by the obligor. It may be made expressly or impliedly. One and other kind shall be subject to the rules which govern in officious donations. Express condonation shall furthermore comply with the forms of donation. Condonation or remission is the gratuitous abandonment by the creditor of his right against the debtor. Example a owes B 100,000 pesos payable on August 20, 2015. On due date, B told A that A need not to pay him because he is condoning his debt. There are varied kinds of remission. Remission must be gratuitous, must be accepted by the obligor. The parties must have capacity. It must not be inofficious and made expressly must comply with the forms of donation, which is or which are complete when it covers the entire obligation, partial when it does not cover the entire obligation, and its form are either expressed when it is made either verbally or in writing, or implied when it can only be inferred from conduct. It could be also inter vivos when it will take effect during the lifetime of the donor, and mortis causa when it will become effective upon the death of the donor. It must comply with the formalities of a will, requisites of condonation or remission, as to its extent and as to its date of effectivity. Confusion or merger of rights 
The obligation is extinguished from the time the characters of creditor and debtor are merged into same person. Merger which takes place in the person of the principal debtor or creditor benefits the guarantors. Confusion which takes place in the person of any of their latter does not extinguish the obligation. Confusion does not extinguish a joint obligation except as regards the share corresponding to the creditor or debtor in whom the two characters concur. Now, how does confusion or merger extinguish an obligation? Where the capacities of creditor and debtor are united in the same person, a merger is made as of right which extinguishes both claims. While an example of confusion is where A uh, owes uh, 5,000 uh, B and uh, B dies in his will, he makes A his only heir. There is confusion. Confusion of rights, for example, is uh, a combination of the rights of debtor and creditor in the same individual. Similarly, a confusion of titles exists when two titles to the same property combine in the same person. A confusion of debts is a method of eliminating a debt or cancelling it. The requisites of uh, confusion or merger are that the characters of creditor and debtor must be in the same person that it must take place in the person of either the principal creditor or the principal debtor, that it must be uh, complete and definite. Again, to emphasize, confusion or merger is the meeting in one person of the qualities of creditor and debtor with respect to the same obligation. It takes place between the principal debtor and creditor and the very same obligation must be involved. A confusion of debts, for example, is a method of eliminating a debt or cancelling it. This may occur, for example, upon the death of a creditor when the debtor is the creditor's heir. Compensation Compensation shall take place when two persons in their own right are creditors and debtors of each other. In order that compensation may be proper, it is necessary that each one of the obligors be bound principally and that uh, he be at the same time a principal creditor of the other. The both debts consist in a sum of money or if the things due are consumable, they be of the same kind and also of the same quality if the latter has been stated that the two debts be done, that they be liquidated and demandable, that over neither of them there be any retention or controversy commenced by a third persons and communicated to the due or in due time to the debtor. Notwithstanding the provisions of the preceding article, the guarantor may set up compensation as regards what the creditor may owe the principal debtor. Compensation may be total or partial. When the two debts are of the same amount, there is a total compensation. The parties may agree upon the compensation of debts which are not yet due. If one of the parties to a suit over an obligation has a claim for damages against the other, the former may set it off by proving his right to set damages and the amount thereof. When one or both debts are resistible or voidable, they may be compensated against each other before they are judicially rescinded or avoided. 
The debtor who has uh, consented to the assignment of rights made by a creditor in favor of a third person cannot set up against the assignee the compensation which would pertain to him against the assignor unless the assignor was notified by the debtor at the time he gave his consent that he reserved his right to the compensation. If the creditor communicated the uh, session to him but the debtor did not consent thereto, the latter may set up the compensation of debts previous to the session but not of subsequent ones. If the assignment is made without the knowledge of the debtor, he may set up the compensation of all credits prior to the same and also later, uh, later once until he had knowledge of the assignment. Compensation takes place by operation of law even though the debts may be payable at different places, but there shall be an indemnity for expenses of exchange or transportation to the place of payment. Compensation shall not be proper when one of the debts arises from a dispositum or a depositum or from the obligation of a depositary or of a bailey in comodatum. Neither can compensation be set up against a creditor who has a claim for support due by gratitus title without prejudice to the provisions of uh, paragraph 2 of article 301. Neither shall there be compensation if one of the debts consists in civil liability arising from a penal uh, offense. If a person should have against him several debts which are susceptible of compensation, the rules on the applications of payment shall apply to the order of the compensation. When all the requisites mentioned in Article 1279 are present, compensation takes effect by operation of law and extinguishes both debts to the concurrent amount even though the creditors and debtors are not uh, aware of the compensation. Compensation takes place only between two debts having equally for their object a sum of money or a certain quantity of consumable things of one and the same kind and which are equally liquidated and demandable. Compensation takes place whatever be the cause of either of the debts or we may say that compensation is the extinguishment to the concurrent amount of the debts of two persons who in their own right, are debtors and creditors of each other. The requisites are under Article 1279 that each one of the obligors be bound principally and that uh, he can be at the same time a principal creditor of the other. That both debts consist in a sum of money if the things due are consumable. Novation Obligations may be modified by changing their object or principal conditions, substituting the person of the debtor, subrogating a third person in the rights of the creditor, in order that an obligation may be extinguished by another which substitutes the same, it is imperative that it be so declared in uh, unequivocal terms or that the old and the new obligations may be on every point incompatible with each other. Novation, which consists in substituting a new debtor in the place of the original one, may be made even without the knowledge or against the will of the latter, but not without the consent of the creditor. Payment of the uh, new debtor gives him the rights mentioned in Article 1236 and 1237. If the substitute is without the knowledge or against the will of the debtor, the new debtor's insolvency or unfulfillment of the obligation shall not give rise to any liability on the part of the original debtor. 
the insolvency of the new debtor who has been proposed by the original debtor and accepted by the creditor shall not revive the action of the latter against the original obligor except when said insolvency was already existing uh, and of public knowledge or known to the debtor when he delegated his debt. When the principal obligation is extinguished in consequence of innovation, accessory obligations may subsist only insofar as they may be benefit third persons who did not give their consent. If the new obligation is void, the original one shall subsist unless the parties intended that the former relation should be extinguished in any event. The innovation is void if the original obligation was void, except when annulment may be claimed only by the debtor or when ratification validates acts which uh, are voidable. If the original obligation was subject to a suspensive or resolutory condition, the new obligation shall be under the uh, same condition unless it is otherwise stipulated. Subrogation of a third person in the rights of the creditor is either legal or conventional. The former is not uh, presumed except in cases expressly mentioned in this code. The latter must be clearly established in order that it may take effect. Conventional subrogation of a third person requires the consent of the original parties and of the third person. It is presumed that there is legal subrogation when a creditor pays another creditor who is preferred even without the debtor's knowledge, when a third person not interested in the obligation pays with the express or tacit approval of the debtor, when, uh, even without the knowledge of the debtor, a person interested in the fulfillment of the obligation pays without prejudice to the effects of uh, confusion as to the latter's share. Subrogation transfers to the person subrogated the credit with all the rights thereto pertaining either against the debtor or against third persons, be the guarantors or possessors of mortgages, subject to stipulation in a conventional subrogation. A creditor to whom partial payment has been made may exercise his right for the remainder and he shall be preferred to the person who has been subrogated in his place in virtue of the partial payment of the same credit. Novation is defined as the extinguishment of an obligation by the substitution or change of the obligation by a subsequent one which terminates the first either by changing the object or principal conditions or by substituting the person of the debtor or subrogating a thing person uh, in the rights of the creditor. Again, novation is a mode of extinguishing an obligation by changing its object or principal obligations by substituting a new debtor in place of the old one or by subrogating a third person to the rights of the creditor.